Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you not quite live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast, British Columbia. I'm back at home. There you go. <laughs> the sun is shining. Fall is definitely in the air on this mm -hmm. West Coast. Um, and today we have an episode that has come from Jenna. And so this is episode 198 for those that need to know. And it's about relationships and people getting pregnant and like, <laughs> didn't know that was going to happen. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> I think, I think sex ed by the time this couple came around was pretty good. <laughs> Oops. It's a tale as old as time. It is. You think it was good in the 60s? You think oh, sex God, was... yeah. We had the pill. Remember? We couldn't say no. Oh, right. We had the pill. Hello. <laughs> Although some people tried IUDs, and there was lots of jokes that went around about IUDs and them not working. But, yeah. And obviously some people, you know, they just kind of got carried away and then went, oh, I should have been on the pill. Oh, darn. Well, it happened a lot. It did. It did. Throughout history. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it probably still happens. It's still happening now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully our future issues will just be put on the, in the hands of men. Yeah. And it'll be their responsibility now. Hmm. That would be good. That would be good, actually. Um, yeah. Okay, so it's not necessarily a show about procreation. So, but we could, but we could do what? Yes, we could. I'll let you give us a little bit of backstory here. So this is a family um, that I know through my friend who's the youngest sibling and her parents uh, met and promptly got pregnant. And the father had to decide between his music career and supporting his now flourishing family. Um, and then he created all these children that are just fantastic, talented musicians in different rights. Some are singers, some are producers and musicians. And then my friend is a music manager. And so I'm just fascinated to know about what we can see in their charts that show musical talent, interest, and also how they're faded together as individuals in this family because the youngest has fallen into the same kind of faded pattern of his parents that he is a musician and now he is a new father at quite a young age and he's now um, dealing with the, um, having to make that choice and but you know and try to make both work and so I'm just interested in how generational patterns mm -hmm. um, start and continue. Okay. Yep. They do. They do. So um, my first entry point into this was looking at, you know, the charts of the original mom and dad. So let us put those two charts up. And uh, alrighty. So let's make that big. And I think I'll do dual wheels first so mom we have a time chart for dad we don't so please mm -hmm. when you're looking at these charts on the website or today or when you're watching this keep in mind that uh, dad who is on the right here his is not um well I've actually timed it but that's only because he had a whack of kids and so <laughs> I did sort of play with the timing, but the timing is just that. It's not yeah. um, 
uh, yeah, it's not an accurate time. No, I did a noon chart because. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, typically when you look at a chart uh, of two people, you, you know, you kind of look at there's sort of natural things that will occur in charts in terms of uh, when people come together. And I, I was just kind of taken aback by this pair um, because normally there'll be one of the classics like sun, moon, moon, sun or something but not necessarily the rest in quite the balance that's happened here. <clears throat> so we have, irregardless of what time he was born, he's likely to have moon in Libra. Mm -hmm. So right away we have the moon is opposite their moon. She has moon in Aries, he has moon in Libra. Then we come to the sun. She has sun in Taurus, he has sun in Scorpio. Then we come to Mercury. He has Mercury in Sag, and his is stationing uh, 2.9 days prior to his birth. It actually stationed and turned retrograde. This puts a big spotlight on a planet when you're born with it being very close to its station. And hers had not yet stationed, um, and it would in 4.2 days. Okay. And their Mercuries are, guess what? Opposite each other inside. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, how many more are we going to get? So we do diverge when we get to Venus. Uh, but we have dad's is in Scorpio. Hers is in Aries, both ruled by Mars. Their Mars, which is within relationship dynamics, you want some juice. And the classic juice is Mars square, right? Mm -hmm. Just gives that spark and especially the spark of procreativity <laughs> just just saying just saying uh so his is in virgo hers is in sag and so you know they they will definitely fire off of each other their saturns are compatible um you know dad has saturn in pisces and she has saturn in taurus and what i love about that is this is like Saturn in Pisces is where, where am I? Where are the walls? Where's the, where's the floor? Where's, and then she put it in the most grounded sign, <laughs> Taurus. So again, there's just this amazing compliment between those two. Mm -hmm. um, the only two that are kind of discorded is Jupiter. So we've got one, his Jupiter is in Leo. Of course, I put it up there on uh, the 10th, just because he had lots of progeny, but, you know, again, that's just my guess. Um, she has Jupiter in Virgo, but it is um, in the same sign as his Mars, right? So there is that sort of, and her or his Jupiter trines her Mars. So we've got this compatibility, like everywhere, it, I was actually kind, I don't think I've ever seen a couple where their sinistry, and that's what I'm talking about here, is quite this well done, you know. <laughs> Jill, do you have anything you want to add to this? Would you like to put up your version, maybe mm -hmm. as a bi wheel? Yep. Okay. I can talk. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you, you have to stop. <laughs> I did. I, I know. I see. Okay, so here's our bi-wheel too. 
So we have uh, mom, we put mom on the inside because we do have a time for her and yep. that's always helpful. So it puts his Jupiter pretty much right on her ascendant. Yep, which is, yeah, this is. Oh, he's he's gonna like, let's go bigger. <laughs> let's do more. And particularly maybe having children, <laughs> it's in Leo. <laughs> oh, you've got the wrong location, darn. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because it isn't Leo. I'll let you go out and yeah. fix that and come back. Okay. Sorry, give me the location again. because It's Etobicoke. E-T. Okay, I think I put that in, but yeah. I didn't kind of look at it after it. Uh... Yeah. So I'll let you stop sharing and I'll, and let me know when you're ready. Give me a second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and that... So just a heads up for people out there who are wanting to practice astrology, you'd be amazed. But then Mercury was retrograde <laughs> and it just stationed a couple of days ago. But it is always a good idea, especially when you're doing consultations. When the client comes in, they sit down or they come on Zoom or however it is you're doing it. First, always the first thing to do is to double check what you've been working with. And yeah, no, I yeah, I, I hate to it. say how many times I've been like, oh. <laughs> you know, and you're like scrambling to make the adjustment, right? Yeah. Because it can be the classic one is AM for PM or. Yes. Yeah, exactly, et cetera. Or yeah. Vancouver, I, Washington, I, as, a, as opposed to Vancouver, BC. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Now we have the right place. Yes, we do. And Jupiter's still, puts, still in a good place. <laughs> oh, yeah, still puts yeah. it in her first house, and it's yep. going to be in Leo. So, and she's got cancer rising. So, does she want to be a mom? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Sun and Taurus. <laughs> Is she fertile? <laughs> Is she fertile? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. You don't mess around with that combination because. Chances are you will get pregnant. Yeah. And moon in Aries. You put up barriers. <laughs> well, and moon in Aries, it, yeah, it can happen first time right out of the gate. You never know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And she's got also Mars in the fifth house, right? Yeah. So a lot of that, uh, yeah, sort of Leo, Cancer, yeah, fertility, children yeah. thing. Yeah, I think that's... Uh... And then her own musical career with that Venus um, and the moon in Aries on the 10th. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she would have been quite dynamic as a musician or yep. in terms of her music. And then, as I said earlier, the classic... Well, I don't know if I've actually said this yet. Uh, there are many factors that will go into someone wanting to take their artistic bent towards let's just say music rather than art or fashion or whatever but what you want to see is some really nice stuff happening between venus and mercury and here we have a mutual reception um well, and a sextile you know or not a mutual reception pardon me a sextile and um yeah that's well so you're saying that sorry go ahead Jill. No, go ahead well i guess we, we before this we were talking about what makes a what makes a musician in a chart and so looking at the relationship between two people creating a bunch of musical people has 
their sinistry has a reflection on the people that they've made. Uh, it must. It must. Yeah. yeah the yeah. other thing she has is the sun opposite Neptune in the fifth. Yeah. Neptune. Okay. Neptune's all about music. It's yeah. Yeah. That's what. And, it, and it's the energy behind it, right? Like it's yeah. in terms of pitch and all of that kind of stuff. Those frequencies. That's Neptune. Yeah. Yeah. It's in her fifth house again, creative. So whether it's music or children, she's a creative being. <laughs> yeah. And with Mercury in its own sign um, and in the 11th house, this is, um, a, you know, in a Placidus system, this is the audience. And so Mercury in Gemini is capable of matching the language, you know, so Mercury isn't, um, in Gemini, it isn't attached to any particular language. So in other words, um, she can, uh, her music can speak to a whole range of people. Oh, yeah. And it sextiles for, for Venus. And, yeah, exactly. And it opposes that Mars, which is like energizing. Yeah, dynamic. It's going to have a very dynamic um persona out there oh yeah with the especially, for, especially for a cancerian because of course the moon's in aries right yeah so it's you not... won't notice the cancer except on a one-on-one -on -one basis like she'll yeah. be able to definitely put up a wall to protect that sensitivity and yeah. still be out there and perform yeah but she doesn't have a lot of other water in the chart so predominantly she's got you know a lot of fire, fire. Grand Trine and Fire. And Earth, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is good because she grounds the fire a bit and helps it find a, a way of expressing. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, but this, the third house too of communication, very powerful. Yeah. And so that Pluto-Jupiter can literally be speaking to the zeitgeist because it's ruled by Mercury. Pluto would be the zeitgeist. Jupiter is, you know, seeing that from a social point of view. And with Chiron on Midheaven, I think the career mm -hmm. mm -hmm. is part of her healing. Yeah, uh, definitely. Process, you know, it's like yeah, maybe getting the validation that she didn't get as a child or whatever, mm -hmm. not knowing her story. Okay, so just a few little tidbits before we move on to this, to what you're seeing with between the two of them. Um, her Venus is conjunct the asteroid A-L-P-H-E-R-A-T-Z. I won't even attempt to pronounce that. And this is about being fruitful. Um, and it's also about needing and demanding that there be education out there. Um, her ascendant is conjunct the fixed star Procyon, and this is like fireworks. So <laughs> the downside of that is that it can be a flash of fame and then it can go out. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, her Mercury is conjunct the asteroid Aslethia, A-E-S-C-U-L-A-P-I-A. Miraculous comeback. So if she wants to restart that career at any point, she could do that. Um, and it's also conjunct the asteroid Atlantis, higher, deeper truth, which hmm. is kind of interesting. And then, like you were saying, 
Chiron is conjunct the Epsi, so any kind of music that goes towards healing and yeah. The ascendant, oh, okay. So the ascendant is also conjunct the asteroid Isis and Niobe. So balancing nature and many talents. Yeah, and the Chiron, because it is on the MC, could also kind of be a healing for the people she is performing for. Yeah, depending on... You know, if she's speaking to them and they're, you know, resonating with that. Yeah. So what kind of music did she do or does she do or... Well, it was mostly the dad that worked in music, music, like he was the one who had the flourishing career. Um, I think she just had a great interest in it and that's how they connected. Um, but I don't know about an actual career that she had in music. Well, she could. Yeah, I would say she would probably have what it takes to be a singer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sun Taurus. Yeah. But she would convey a lot of emotion too. Yes. Oh yeah. And as a mom, that would come out, right? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Very dynamic mom to have. Um, very inspiring mom, you know, like fan the flames of get out there and do. Yeah. <laughs> well they're 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 inspired, they're aspiring artists, so they would have to be. They would have to have a mom like that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And let's do stuff together. I mean, she would be one of those parents that wants to you know, actually play with her kids. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have Neptune in the fifth, and I feel like I have more fun playing with kids than the kids do. Well, yeah, the Neptune, but also the Mars, like, because of the oh, Neptune. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. And it rules and all of her Aries, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's like... Burnout would be the only downside to this beautiful grand trine, right? You know, but she's still lots young, so. Yeah. Well, and also she's she's got that Taurian energy, which has the stamina. Oh, yeah. And with the Saturn there, yeah, she'd be very aware of how her body is operating. And yeah. Yeah. All righty. It's nice to see a good looking synastry chart oh yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know he's got his his saturn Chi this is an interesting one the saturn chiron thing so i'm that makes me wonder if the the uh story that is going forward with him and his son might have be a repeat of something in mm -hmm. ah yes interesting yeah saturn attached to like the male having energy to, well having to take responsibility i mean it's sacrifice yes oh yeah saturn and pisces could be sacrificed easy yeah yeah, yeah. but you could frame it that way you don't have to and they're you they're could. going through saturn return right now uh he will be not quite yet not yet but soon yeah soon. in a couple of well by the end of next year the saturn return will have come in which is that playback at his age of did i do what i wanted to do and yeah. I, you know, and for some, it's a jumping off point, right? For some, they stop working for other people and start doing their own thing. Um, yeah. For others, they just step it up to another level, and then for others, they contemplate retiring. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, his Saturn opposes her Jupiter Pluto mm -hmm. very closely, so that's you know that's uh, 
that's a very impressive energy input to that Saturn. Yeah. Mm. But I also think, well, he because he's about to go through his Saturn return, but he, he is right now. Pisces, Saturn is in Pisces. Yes. Yeah. That, that Saturn's at 28 degrees. I mean, he will notice it, but the actual right. real, you know, Saturn the peak of it is not till the end of next year. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I wonder if that has a reflection on his son having a child now and it entering into the like well he'd be able to empathize that's for sure oh yeah for sure <laughs> he yeah. goes i've been there done that <laughs> yeah. yeah but just like the the re you know the return yeah well, I, I the return of the same events it, with your son saturn his father energy like that's, that's 23 degrees isn't it yeah 23 Okay, from this point of view, it looks like 28. I know, I, I sometimes have to really look close, but that's a 23. It is 23, yes. Yeah, it's very close to Chiron, and it's, yeah, it's sooner than what yeah. you're saying, but it is retrograde as well. When he was yeah, born. it will bring up his own, you know, his own storyline for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Saturn return is always a good time to take stock of you. Yeah, it's a really doing and where you come from and where you're going yeah you've yeah. built your life i feel like i'm still in my Saturn return is, jesus we've also had neptune you know going through there as well right it's a little bit well it's probably dancing getting close to dancing to his north node or her north node first yeah, yeah. So it's also reminding her as well you know yeah 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 for sure <clears throat> Yeah. I, I, they, there seem to be a lot of nodal connections uh, with the kids for her. Yeah. 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 So with dad, I looked at, he didn't, of course, we don't have a time. So the moon could be doing something exciting or the Ascendant MC in terms of fixed stars and asteroids. But all I could see that I could say definite is Sun conjunct the asteroid H-Y-G-E-I-A. Uh, thank you. Has uh, to do with health. Yeah, which is a crisis uh, that can be defining or that is going to require significant healing. And um, yeah, so this may go to what you're sort of intuiting, Jenna, that the repeat of this cycle he may really notice it yeah yeah because yeah. Of that sun conjunction yeah well interesting mm -hmm. you know his, his moon falls in her fourth house yeah and you know i mean it's like is this a good guy to have my kids with <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> have a family well and just that the the moon sun here being ruled by that same venus right yeah yeah well, and also, yes, and Venus is kind of conjunct is Herman, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Both ruled by that Mars, which is, yeah. Yeah, it's, yes. yeah, it's, it's quite. Interesting. That, yeah, yeah the, the sinistry between the two of them, like I said, was just like, wow. Wow. Okay, let me pull up one of the kids. All right. And. Yeah, unfortunately, it would have been lovely to have put all the kids on one page, but 
And my program might be able to do that, but I have never set that up. So we will go with who's number one. That would be this one here. Okay. Oh, it's, a, it's always a little overwhelming to try and look at too many on one page anyway. Well, that's true. That is true. Okay, so in terms of musical ability, this is the chart with the mutual reception between Mercury and Venus. And again, we have another Sun Taurus. Um, and like Jill says, that's kind of a, a given in terms of having a good voice. Well, uh, especially with Mercury there as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, the other thing that I noted, let me see now is the mutual reception, which strengthens it all. Because that Mercury is not all that strong, but with it being a mutual reception, that definitely helps. Mm. And that means that it's in Venus's sign and Venus is in Mercury's sign. Yeah, yeah. For those who may not. Now, in that. terms of aspects, of course, we're missing the exact degree. So this is a moon that could easily change signs during the, yeah, of the day. Yeah. If she was born before noon, it's in Capricorn. If she was born probably after like 1.30, it would be in Aquarius. And that would really shift the dynamic of the chart. Yeah, um, if, it, if it's earlier though, it's really conjunct, conjunct this Uranus-Neptune. Yeah. Kind of goes with uh, surprise. <laughs> surprise i'm here <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. um, you know even that um that saturn in pisces matches up with dad's saturn in pisces right yeah so yeah. there's yes there's some interesting dynamics happening between you know yeah. you can see if you do the sinistry with the kids with the parents you know who kind of has an affiliation and who's maybe not quite, yeah. you know, quite yeah. Yeah. which is quite well, the other thing too, if you know, you know, even, even with moon, if it is in Capricorn when she's born, it's conjunct to stationary Uranus, not just a yes garden variety Uranus. So it's like, yeah, that's uh, intensifies yeah. that Uranian energy. And in so some ways, it, it might make it easier if it was in Aquarius. Moon in Capricorn, you know, I'm a candidate for this one. And I, I have Uranus opposite my moon. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's not the easiest moon to have. <laughs> no, no. My, my Uranus daughter, and it depends because my eldest daughter has moon in Capricorn. I mean, I don't think it's easy emotionally, yeah. but she's got very good oh, practical. Mm practical skills and, oh, and business skills so like well that's the double leo but she's got this moon in capricorn which does doesn't really fit comfortably but no, except but. that she's able to use both really well yeah her creativity and and the you know managerial and and uh, yeah all of that stuff so yeah so her asteroids, she's got Venus is conjunct Eros. So in terms of, so what is this? Does this one play, sing? No, this is the this is uh, the one who's in business, who's the okay. music manager and booker. Okay. So and so I think that's the moon in Capricorn. That would make me think she's probably in tandem. Capricorn? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she'd be good at that. 
Yeah. And also, it would be trying trying sextiling her notes if it mm -hmm. part of this too. Yeah, yeah. And so with that Venus conjunct Eros, she's going to recognize creativity, definitely. Yeah. Um, and she might be looking for people who are tragic muse figures, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the other thing she's got is Jupiter's conjunct Hildalgo. Um, she's got the capacity to stand up and protect. So that's a bonus point. It's also conjunct the asteroid Toro, so she could be a bully if she needs to be. <laughs> Not recommended, but... <laughs> she could definitely be a bully. She's very bullish. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. With that Jupiter opposite Sun, Mercury. Yeah, in a contest of wills, she probably wins. Yeah, stubborn. She could be very stubborn. And interesting, I think her ascendant, if she's born around noon, would be very close to her mom's ascendant. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly with that cancer. Yeah. So does she look like her mom at all? I think she does. Yeah. 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 Okay. So she I've seen them. Cancer. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so putting, you know, moving it, um, that would put that sun in Taurus more likely on the midheaven and the Aries in the ninth, which would be contracts and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Getting enmeshed would be a tricky part with that Saturn in Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's going through it right now. 10 degrees. I feel like we're close to that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's going back down to zero soon. So she would, it would have come kind of close for her first Saturn return. She hasn't quite got it yet. But yeah. But she'd be in that realm, definitely. Like fortunate. the reality of, yeah. yeah. Quite fortunate, though, with the aspect Saturn has. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sextile yeah. to that Sun Mercury. So, yeah, yeah, that would help with the, you know, using that Saturnian energy. In a, mm -hmm. You know, and, and because it's in Pisces, which, you know, let's work in the music industry, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's, and the, yeah, the industry part is Saturn, you know, so that's like kind of similar, yeah. similar to we were looking at Angel's. Yeah. Like being able to constructively use yeah. the energy of Pisces. Especially if she's got this Capricorn moon. Yeah. I yeah. think so. I yeah. Be. I can confirm personally. In the sixth, too. Yeah. So yeah. Could be, or, yeah. Um, take it work and put in long hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Protect so her musicians. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the Toro piece would be when I saw that. I went, oh, okay. <laughs> I wonder if she. Yeah. Well, and Mars and Aries. that in a manager. You know, and Mars and Aries too is a pretty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not gonna take any crap with no. that. <laughs> oh, not at all. No. Okay. Next up is so number two born is Gail. I'm not sure. There she is. So we have a time chart here. This is good. Yeah. And um, again, in terms of the music piece, um, we have a nice sextile by sign to the Venus Saturn uh, in Pisces with uh, Mercury conjunct Neptune. Um, you know, this is kind of really sweet in terms of music. 
Um, it's, um, what was I going to say about this? Oh, she's the one that, okay. She has a lot of, this chart is actually pretty wired to like four major stars out there. So we have the ascendant is uh, Sirius. The star Sirius was rising. The quest for immortality and a noble cause. <laughs> so some sort of aspect of that type of symbolism in her music. Way to go. Uh, and the other star that's there as well is Canopus, K-A-N-O-P-U-S. Uh, seek new ways. So bringing something different to the table. Um, and what would be useful is to pair herself up with people that create enchantment. Mm -hmm. So to um, enchant, like other could be like singing directly to someone in a, in a song or something and creating enchantment, like that kind of a thing, because it's, it's on the descendant. Um, and then working outside of established norms in terms of, um, so the musicality of the family, she's got to step away from that into something that is a new form because this is mm -hmm. what I see, right? Like she's not to parrot what she grew up with, but to strike out in a new direction. Okay. Uh, she too can have a miraculous comeback. If she, you know, kind of falls out of favor, she can pull on that one. That Saturn um, conjunct Asclepia. Um, and it's also opposite Apollo. So her Saturn's up there in the ninth. And, um, you know, she might have seen herself shining within the family. Oh, I'm better than, you know, my voice is... But yeah, not to get too hung up on that wouldn't be um, a good idea. And um, one of the things that uh, she can definitely write about, especially with Mars, Sun and Uranus, all in Aquarius, all in the eighth house, this is this can be the, you know, sort of social tragedy, right? Sort of almost the themes that are right now, which is you know, who's got all the money and who doesn't have any and blah, blah, blah. That's mm -hmm. Aquarius, eighth house. And the fact that, you know, it's so wildly out of balance or themes within that, right? You know, mm -hmm. be just between two people. Well, it's yeah. interesting that we've got a 29 degree moon again. Yes. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. to me, that suggests that perhaps the first one we looked at was, is 29 or close to it. Yeah, because yeah, it seems interesting company coincidence. <laughs> yes, and twenty nine degrees again is like a reflection of just completing a lesson in that time. Yeah, like wrapping it up, like perfecting it. I guess you could say. But it gets yeah. a little off the rails once you hit the aneuretic degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost like, especially in Aries, there's a push get it done because you know maybe don't have time to finish it kind of thing. Oh god. And it's that squaring familiar. and it's squaring Neptune. Yeah. So yeah. there's even more pressure on the moon too. Yeah. 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 That's Neptune can be difficult 
you know, because the emotions can get kind of overwhelmed. Yeah. What's really though, from a musical point of view is that same Neptune, of course, with Mercury to have a sense of the structure of music mm -hmm. um, on an energetic level like that could easily, you know, relate to, um, you know, the pacing of music or, um, yeah, like talent in terms of understanding um the structure of music would be yeah that would be what kind, of, what kind of music does she do well she's the one she's one of them that isn't working in music but just has like an extensive catalog of knowledge about musicians so, and about music in general oh okay well there you go Mercury. Is this combination yeah. i would think jazz in aquarius yeah yes that's true okay. yeah 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 and that that whole combination, sextiling the Venus, Saturn, and Pisces. It's like it's like you understand the structure, but then you can play kind of riff on that with the invention, the yeah, creating yeah. yeah. Ah. Cool. And I think the sun, isn't the sun about the midpoint of uh, Mars Uranus? Well, let's look. Let us look. We can do this. Uh, midpoint trees. Okay, so you this is my next interest is midpoints. Yeah, so we were Venus is on the midpoint of Moon Uranus. Uh, what were we looking at the midpoint of the Sun? Mars, the Sun, Mars and Uranus. Mercury. So Mercury is on the squaring Sun Jupiter. Um, and the sun is not, yeah, it's squaring Pluto, um, part of fortune, Saturn, uh, moon, Mars, MC moon, Mars. Yeah. Jupiter, sun, Pluto. Yes. That's fairly powerful. <laughs> yeah. But the other must not be. Uranus, sun, Neptune. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. Worth a look. Worth a look. Mm -hmm. These things are. Oh, we're gonna do this a little weird there to shut that off. There we go. Okay. So a cat. That's interesting that you say a catalog of other musicians: Mercury, Neptune, and Capricorn. Because yeah. other right seventh house. Yeah. Yeah. And so having having the connection and building the the yeah the catalog yeah yeah huh. all righty number three eli this is the one who got himself in trouble this is eli. here we go again another not timed chart mm -hmm. um, and what you'll notice like if jill was to bring up hers there would be definitely some um intercepted houses here because yeah. in yeah. um in the winter time, of course, the the sun is quite low on the horizon and likely born on a new moon. Um, it will be in Scorpio. He is like a repeat to dad in terms of yeah. Scorpio energy and then having it opposite Saturn. <laughs> in on the IC. Well, we don't know. Oh, we don't know that. We don't know that. But it is okay. Saturn opposite, um, you know, so... Uh, you know, and then having the ruler sextiling 
uh, which means, you know, procreation are us in Scorpio. It can be. Yeah, yeah. And then you put Mars in Capricorn, um, cheering that on. Um, well, and, and these guys squaring Uranus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Surprise! <laughs> but what's nice is that Mars does know how to step up to the plate. And so does Saturn and Taurus, right? You know. Oh, yeah. 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 In terms of his musical chops, of course, he's got um, uh, the Venus in Virgo. This is, there's lots of people in that have been wildly successful with Venus in Virgo um, because their, their um, tonality and stuff, they're usually um, like, uh, what's the word for it, where they know what the note is. What's Perfect pitch. Perfect pitch. Perfect pitch um and um they can hone the craft they can just keep on honing the craft and with mercury you know it's not uh by degree but by sign squaring that she's motivated to keep or he's motivated to keep yeah, yeah. more and more and more in terms of the craft yeah yeah so yeah definitely has musical chops no mercury sextile venus uh, no, that's Venus at 28 Virgo. So and Mercury's Venus. just past the end of Scorpio, which yeah. is. A yeah, that would be the sextile. Um, and I think, is this one also stationing? Yes, this is stationing uh, 2.7 days. Okay. Yeah. So like his dad, a very prominent Mercury. Well, and his mom too. They're Mer yeah, exactly. You know, you put a spotlight on it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. And so are we seeing reflections in the sinistry? In uh, well, let's put his chart. We'll put the two charts up together. Yeah, that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah. Although we've got two untimed charts yeah. with dad and eli so yeah right so we, you just have to ignore the houses and just look at and ignore the moon because the moon could be oh another nodal connection with the saturn oh yes 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 yeah yeah oh yeah and sun's very close yeah that's that yeah, yeah. Moon, moon. yeah. And you've got this Venus Mars. Mercury's very close. Mm -hmm. Yes, very close. Yeah. Only, only you've got. Uh, so the same thought process would go through, right? Yeah. Yeah, passing it down. Yeah. 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 What other? Yeah. Yeah, Venus. Yeah, on... and you've got Jupiter on the sun. The sun's nodal axis is on dad's Jupiter. Same story, <laughs> north node. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the nodes seem to be very prominent in this. Yeah, one. yeah. I, just, I didn't do a deep look at it, but I... Yeah, and yeah. see that the sun in dad's chart conjunct um, the south node is that does undo things. Right, you know, from yeah. what he had originally had in mind, having you know the sun yeah. of the south node is. But there's a really strong bond between these two with that oh, sun, yeah. sun Venus conjunct Moon 
Yeah. Yeah. So dad may be secretly hoping that he can continue his musical career, even though he has to step up to the plate and yeah, and be the dad. Yeah. The age old living through your children <laughs> a little yes. bit. Yes, which is not an uncommon thing to have happen. Yeah. Yeah. Ha. Hmm. Yeah. So one of the ways to dial in a birth time will be when the next, the first child appears. And if you get a birth time for that, that can help. Yeah. Yeah. It's not necessarily a clincher, but it does help in figuring it out. Yeah. And, and also just looking at, you know, does he look like his mom or his dad? I mean, we don't have dad's time, but yeah, certainly that can be a, something helpful yeah that's this is true okay are any other comments? no it's pretty it's pretty straightforward that's kind of what we've just been talking about like oh yeah there it is <laughs> well usually astrology can do that okay yeah. yeah so here we have another timed chart yay yeah. And again, from a musical perspective, um, although we don't have a um, exact aspect, but we do have a sextile. Mercury can see the Venus in Gemini. Um, and, you know, this is, this is almost like more like a working musician uh, with it being in the sixth mm -hmm. house. She, yeah. she probably like, like performing with the Leo. Mm-hmm. Sun Mercury working on it. So this is the singer that is okay. yep. like a little bit scared to step out of the oh, proverbial yeah. musical closet and has a fantastic voice. Um and the eldest sibling is waiting for them to gain the confidence so that she can manage her younger sister. Right. And so yeah. The Capricorn ascendant, Capricorn can often feel not good enough. Yeah. Yeah, having but sound great. <laughs> moon, Mars, all of that stuff in the twelfth house. Yeah, yeah, and and Saturn, which rules the ascendant, opposite mm. Mars. Yeah. yeah, and and Moon Chiron, that's mm -hmm. early early kind of wounding. Mm. Not again, you know. It's, like, it's yeah. not impossible to get beyond that. But no, no. you have to do the Pluto piece in order to make it work because that yeah. Pluto is the MC. Yeah. Have to work through. But that's entirely doable. Um, well, know, and, and if you can, Yeah, and with Mars conjunct Pluto, you know, you can be a dynamo and really, mm. yeah, once she does. Yeah. Manage and with the eldest sibling as the manager, they have Venus in Gemini, as does the youngest sibling here yeah. in the sixth house. So I'm wondering if you can actually see that they will work together in the future. Um, with, okay, so the, the sibling, the older sibling, younger sibling. Um, okay, so Jupiter in her chart, in Bridget's chart, is ruled by that Jupiter and it'll only work 
if the sibling understands her emotional context. Well, Jupiter and in Cancer, right? And but Mars, Mars, or sorry, Moon is in mutual reception. That's true. That is true. And you know, so um, having a partner of some sort, yes, North Node there, that's all doable. But it's whether or not. Well, let's put the two of them together because we do have a time chart. So let me just do that, and we will see what sort of. Nope, that's not the right one. Um, oh, this silly thing is always in the way. Okay, so we put Bridget and Viv. And let's see if their moons are reasonably compatible. Oh, so if if she has moon in Aquarius, that will work better than moon in Capricorn. Because moon in Capricorn doesn't necessarily get the sensitive people in the room at all. I know my husband's a uh -huh. <laughs> It's not impossible, but yeah. And Mercury in Leo as compared to Mercury in Taurus. That's a square. So they'd have to learn how to respect each other. Mm -hmm. And communicate. And communicate. And that will take, you have to consciously choose to work through that respect. Because otherwise they just run into each other. So it's not a given. And that doesn't surprise me between siblings. Right, because sibling, an older sibling, typically because they've seen the other one grow up, they tend to think they know more. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that that doesn't work in a business partnership, right? There has to be it has to be a sense of equality. So yeah, they're actually kind of a different generation. With mm -hmm. One having Pluto in, in Scorpio, the other Pluto in Sag. Yeah. So well, you see the Jupiter, um, Viv's Jupiter is on her MC. So, uh -huh. you know, but it will take, they'll have to work at it. Like it won't just okay. fall into place. And the big one will be learning how to talk to each other. Yeah. And it might not happen till later in life oh, yeah. maybe with that yeah. venus so close to saturn like yeah because she's might still be... got, she's got the next seven years to still fully come into herself right yeah, yeah. absolutely and also capricorn rising yes yeah. late bloomer yeah yeah there we had this dynamic where yeah the eldest sibling my friend was just going hard at her sister like you gotta do this you gotta oh, come yeah. out you gotta you gotta make it work and then i was like but she's an artist like it's it's not just like oh you got to make a career decision about this it's like she's got to get to know herself she's yeah. got to understand what she wants how she wants to present herself to the world who she is before she does that because that can be so destabilizing mm -hmm. especially having such a sensitive moon and having to work that out before out. yeah like time yeah. out for people with moon and probably won't do much till her saturn return at least yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Take, but you could, you know, sort of kind of create a little better, you know, entry with, you know, talking to the older one about you got to have, you know, it's got to feel like equal, not one over the other. Yeah. 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 Older siblings often have a problem with not yeah. being. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. And being the eldest of four, 
Yeah. Like my mom, my mom's the same. She's just like, it's my way or the highway. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Well, yeah. So, um, the biggest thing I'm taking away from this is just how two people's sinistry when they have kids it'll that sinistry that they create together literally and metaphorically shows up yeah. in their children yeah yeah yeah, yeah particularly interesting to look at you know like mom with the the kids yes yeah. yeah. so yeah. with her eldest oops sorry other way around uh that's okay i'll switch i'll swap them you can swap them yes you can so yeah so we've got you know sentence in the first house there uh she's gonna be more of a take charge kind of <laughs> than her mom mom's got the emotional piece there rising but again the nodes right yes oh yeah i see that yeah like yeah and pluto and yeah, yeah. generational so, thing this yeah, girl's on top of mom's pluto yeah 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 um quite interesting so yes it's like yeah i think this capricorn piece does fit for her but we don't have her time so we can't yeah we can't definitively go yep nope it's interesting just recently well yesterday um or within the last couple of days there's a new autobiography out on elon musk that gives his birth time oh good so yeah his yes is, everybody's going blah, 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 about his chart and it does you know somebody um benjamin dyke had figured out a birth time and um you know, work through a whole bunch of his his timing things and what he came up with. But in the end, he wasn't right, right? You right. know, and yeah. yeah, so they talked quite a bit about that. No, yeah, I mean, it's always, you got always got to say it's, you know, a guess. <laughs> yeah, it's just um, a guess. But also interesting that, you know, his mom's MC would be conjunct her moon. Uh, mom is on the inside, so that's... Oops. Yeah, her moon would be jug this girl's MC if it was okay. the right time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, just that's just an interesting piece that, yeah, doesn't confirm it for sure. I, I mean, interesting, you got this Mars Venus thing connected. I know, and it's almost to the degree, right? Yeah, you know, I just thought, no. That's interesting. Well, it is with Venus, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of connections there always with families. Yep, always, always. <laughs> yeah, well, occasionally you'll get an outlier, but you know, it often makes you wonder. You know, I wonder if the whole truth, <laughs> what the truth has come out about who parented who. Yeah, you know, like well, it, also, um, yeah, also yeah. this this cluster being right around that. Yeah, that. Uh, is just it's just interesting how it falls there yes well like you know this is the one that was surprised yeah yeah and that would certainly fit with that yeah yeah Especially with mom's moon 
think so yeah you know don't know for sure but it's uh it's always fun to look at yeah yeah and so the youngest mom and bridget because those are both time charts there we yeah go. so with bridget we've got uh, again we've got these in the first house the leo piece mm -hmm. and then look at the moon around her mars yeah, yeah. And she was a singer, right? Mom was a singer? I don't think she worked, but music was great, is greatly a part of her life. Yeah. Well, it was Mars, the dad that's the working musician. They're Mars Pluto. They're Mars at the same time. I know, year. exact. Yeah. You know, like it's, the other child with it being Venus Mer or no, what was it? The last one we just looked at. Anyway, yeah, another exact aspect. Yeah. That it was, was Mars Venus. The, v yeah. the, the Mars Venus. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. kind of wild, actually. It is. Mars, it is. Mars. Yeah. Yeah. And Saturn Mercury. Yeah. So a bit of a test of wills occasionally, maybe. Perhaps, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this 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 is a very powerful yeah. will. This oh, yes. With Mars Pluto, especially. Yeah. With the moon involved. Yeah. You know. And then of course you've got Leo squaring Sun and Taurus. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Respect. I know I'm the well, baby of the family, but I need respect. As the youngest, yeah. There's the mom on the inside. Yeah. And Saturn is, you know, squaring that. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fun, and have, games. Fun and games. We would have had the moments, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Ah. Mm. That's a lot yeah. of children. And, and Venus in, is in mom's 12th, right? Yeah. And squaring the nodalux. <laughs> mm. mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so well, and that's interesting. Mom has Jupiter conjunct the south node, she has Jupiter conjunct the north node. Yep, mm -hmm. well, it's just so interesting how the nodes are really important in this, in these, in this uh, family. Yeah, 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 it's very much about. Well, with the future, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's like say. who's playing out the the you know emptying out and who's doing the building, you know, yeah, because the emptying out and the north node being the building, yeah, mom's kind of letting go of some stuff here, and, yeah, yeah, and so the last child, Pluto, as opposed to Mars Pluto, yeah. And that Mars Pluto, of course, is ruled by that Jupiter, and and in the other case, it is Jupiter Pluto. So variations on Mum's themes. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Fascinating. Families are just so fascinating. They are, because I feel like some families, you know, wouldn't have so much of a strong tie to like what this family seems to have, which is like fate and building something together mm -hmm. into yeah. the future. And others are about just like letting go yeah. of different well, things and, through yeah. each other. 
I mean, look at the Saturn Mercury. That's almost the exact square here, and you've got this conjunction yeah. here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's change up the uh, narrative. Don't talk to me that way. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I I just thought well, I always find families just fascinating. Mm -hmm. It's a bit scary. <laughs> it scares me a little bit after we did my birth, my family's chart. I was like, Phew. I know we just skimmed the surface of that giant iceberg, but well, it's, yeah, and it's off, off. It's also to me fascinating if you get several generations because I've done that with my family, and it's interesting to see that the patterns, the repetition of a sign, or the yeah, just configurations or yeah, it's there. Particular degrees of the sign, even like middle degrees of the 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 mutable signs seems really, really strong in the males coming down from mm -hmm. my grandfather anyway, on my mom's side. I don't have all of the grandparents and stuff. But yeah, so it's uh, just really fascinating how, uh -huh. how the universe does that. <laughs> There's this book. There's yeah. this book called the the mother wound that my friend has been trying to get me to read, yeah. and it talks about how you you are inside the oh, yeah. womb of your grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that's awesome. I mean, right? It's like fractals, right? <laughs> it's like those nesting Russian dolls. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, and the trauma that your grandmother experienced. Well, is yeah. in I've thought of that with your my, genes. With my grandchildren, I've often thought that it's just fascinating to me that you know they were already in there when I was expecting my kids. Yeah. It's scary. It's really scary. It's just like, but what if I don't want your? I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I don't think it is. I think it's 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 there's parts of life over which we have no control, and there is a there is a divine plan. I mean, that's what astrology. I mean, look at astrology. Your computer. We're all in each other, Jill. We are, and that's when my that's when my computer goes what? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right, ladies. I think we should wrap it up before Jill's computer right. throws a fit. Um, so uh, next week we'll be rifting on the month of October, which is getting a bit exciting. Not that yeah. month with its North Africa, our hearts go out to those folks. There's probably just not enough rescue teams in the world, but hopefully as many can get there can. Uh, yeah, so we'll be looking at the month of October. And mm -hmm. in the meantime, questions, comments, any suggestions for shows, we would love to hear from you. Bye. 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 Bye.